Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Friday morning. Glad you have joined us as this homecoming weekend here in Starkville. Uh, for Mississippi State. Glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, if you're up here in Starville, you can't not go. I know it's a double negative. I know. Just grammar knots me some other time. Uh, but you, you gotta go. Strange Brew Coffeehouse and swing by there. If you, if you, go to, if you come to Starkville and you didn't go to Strange Brew, did you actually go to Starkville? No. That's a no. Joel T has said it, and Joel T only says the truth. Yeah, only, only, only truth leaves these lips. Yes. There's only one person I know who's more truthful than you, and that's the ghost that never lies. But only I can hear him. So. South Park reference had to no. be. Oh, family it's not? Guy. Family Guy. Oh, Family Guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I got my shows mixed up there. My yeah. bad. Yeah, I heard, heard the voice, but you heard the voice. It's been so long since we sung together. You know, <laughs> well, that, that's that'll be soon. Basketball's uh, only a few days away. Gosh, sure. it is, isn't it? Like three weeks. Three weeks from uh, today. From, from from yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, three weeks from yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Because, yeah, yesterday was, as yes. we recorded, was the I'm a fourth. Dummy. Yeah. Uh, now I've lost track of where we were, <laughs> but I do know you need to go to Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Uh, our good friends at College Corner, the holiday season is upon us. It's time to start placing those orders, getting stuff shipped to your house to put under your Christmas tree, and make sure you make it a maroon and white Christmas with College Corner. You want to hit them up for all the MSU merchandise you're looking for, new shirts, hats, T-shirts for the family, and, of course, everything you need to make it a maroon and white Christmas in your house. Don't let Santa handle that for you. Handle it yourself. Go to collegecornerstore.com or visit their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell College Corner. Advantage Business Systems right now knows that you don't want to start the fiscal year on a bad note. Get rid of all those outdated systems. Upgrade your technology today. Call Advantage Business Systems and help them put 45 years of experience helping businesses just like yours in the Magnolia State to work for you. The number is 844-833-6245. You can visit them online at absms.com and you can find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Joel T., it's Friday. That means we are on the three Ps for this game that... I feel confident in saying nobody on earth is excited for. Yeah, it's it's not one that really anyone is. I mean, how could you be excited for it, bro? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got not, you got one be, team. It's not even a good game. No, it's, it shouldn't even be a good game. It shouldn't be like emotional or aesthetically pleasing. Well, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show. From a Mississippi State perspective, 
it can only go two ways. You beat them like a drum, and everybody's, oh, well, that was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Or you don't, and everyone just kind of checks out. That's about the only thing that could happen here. And so there's not much to get excited about. Um, That said, State's got to get something going. Bottom line. That's what Saturday at Davis-Wade Stadium is all about, is... Again, kind of rehashing some yesterday's stuff, but the State's got to start throwing the ball around the field. If if Vandy rushes three, drops eight, oh well. State's got to figure that out. Yeah, State's offensive line has got to, I think, look as good as it's looked since the LSU game. Um, you got to start seeing progression here, because if you don't, I mean, if they, if State comes out of this and looks like trash all day and either loses the game or barely ekes out a W, you look at what's left on the schedule and you don't think you can win one of them. And that's just... You never know. I mean, games aren't played on paper, but if you struggle to beat Vanderbilt, good luck Good luck winning the rest, you know, the other four. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Um, Will Rogers is going to start this game, right? I mean, if you made me bet, yes. Um... But a lot of that just has to do with now's the time, right? Um, we don't know what KJ Costello's injury status is. Uh, they're not going to tell us, right? I know that it didn't look great Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, so I, you got to figure if there's any kind of, I mean, anything going on at all. He, that plus the fact that Will has looked pretty good when he's in there, right? Uh, plus, what did we say last week? You know, you don't start him in Tuscaloosa. You could make an argument to not start him in Tuscaloosa because first career start in Tuscaloosa. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, home against Vandy. That's the time. That's a that's a pretty good time. So then what? No, I'm not worried about the reaction of the fans. I know what that's going to be. It'll be negative. But what's your reaction if K.J. Costello starts this game? Surprised. Yeah. A, a good bit surprised. Because I think at this point, I mean, what are you doing if you run run K.J. out there? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, has he has he shown you anything to make you think now that he gives you the best chance to win? Maybe the thought is, we know we can beat them, and he'll have a good game, and that can get, maybe get him back on track. Yeah, if you think that a fully locked in and playing well KJ Costello gives you a better chance against Auburn. Yeah, which I don't know if it does. I don't know if it does or or not. Because I know, you know, if you want to look ahead to Auburn, Kevin Steele is an outstanding defensive coordinator. He'll have a plan the same way Barry Odom and Nick Saban and and Mike Elko and and I don't even know. I guess Stoops runs the defense up there in Kentucky. Will Rogers, you know, first start, so he's sort of a start of an era for him. You think back to, you know, some other quarterbacks when their first real start at Mississippi State. Fitzgerald's first real start where he was the starting quarterback and they didn't pull him after a series or two. That's the South Carolina game. You know, played really well. Dak Prescott's first start was against Alcorn. Played really well in, in that game. I'm trying to go back. You know, Tyler Russell's first start, I guess that would have been the start of his junior year. Dak was at Auburn, right? Did he start that game at Auburn? Yeah, because Tyler got hurt in the in the Oklahoma State game, right? Won the next game at home against Alcorn? Okay, maybe it was. Maybe it was. My You're bad. You're me look. For whatever reason, I was asked, yeah, because they didn't start that year on the road with two games in a row. Yeah, I'm pretty. You, you, you're making me want to look, though. Hold on. 
My apologies. I did not mean to interrupt the pod. Yeah, yeah. They played Alcorn. Okay. Yeah, Um, yeah, because the next week at Alcorn, it was, is Tyler going to be back or not? And they were like, no, we're going to go with Dak. Um, Going back further, though, Tyler Russell's first start against Memphis was a good one. Yeah. Uh, So on and so forth. Who was his first start? 12. It was Jackson State. Um, so, So a little tradition, you know, your first start... KJ Costello's first start was fantastic. <laughs> Tommy Stevens' first start was good. Yeah. yeah. Schrader's first start was against Kentucky, right? Let's see. Yeah. I, I guess it was. He played really well in that game. They won the game. So, yeah. So now I'm, I've got myself thinking Ralph wouldn't have started a game in 09. So he started in, in, against Memphis in 2010. So, state starting quarterbacks making their debut 1 2. Three. Damian Williams, did he start that Arkansas game? Mm, he came in like in he relief, played, didn't he? But I think Tyler Russell started the game. Yeah, and so then he we'll, started the Egg Bowl. They won that game. They did. Really not four. He didn't have the greatest of days, but uh five. I'm not I'm not counting South Alabama. Five. Uh Keaton Thompson's first start was against the Negator Bowl. Yeah, and then he six, st- <laughs> seven, eight, nine. The last MS- nine MSU quarterbacks have won their first start. That's a good stat. Because I'm not counting 16 South Alabama when they did all that screwy stuff and took Fitzgerald out after two series. I can't put that on him. He never came back into the game. Um. So, yeah, you wouldn't find that, though, like in a note kind of package because of that. Right. You should, though. You should. Yeah. Or even then you could say MSU quarterbacks are 8-1 and one in their last nine debuts. Um, so, and I think Rodgers will add to that. The question becomes, you know, does he add to it in an ugly 21-14 to 14 win, or can he put up some numbers and get this offense going again? You said this on yesterday's show, and I've been saying it, and I agree with you. That it's just like in basketball. If you, if you see the ball go through the net one time, yep. everything else will take care of itself. I think if State can put a couple of touchdowns on the board, everything might it might just be the oil that the, these gears need to get going again. Yeah, well, I mean, let's use another sport. In baseball, when you're slumping, sometimes if you just get a bunt single or a bloop base hit that just falls in, you're like, oh, that's a hit. You just, you just feel better. And so I just I think there's something to Mississippi State taking the field at Davis Wade Stadium on Saturday, and for the first time since LSU, if they can just get something going to where you, every time they get the ball, they feel like, you know what, we got a shot to put up some points here. Yeah. And get that back in their mindset, because right now, at least watching, I'm not out there with a helmet on, so who knows how they really feel, but watching every time they get the ball, it's like, are they even going to get a first down? Or you know, it's almost not even in your in your brain anymore that this team can can string together a drive, and and so I feel like just for their own confidence and everybody feel good about what they're doing, doesn't have to. We said forty eight nothing or something on you. It doesn't have to be that, but I mean, if it's thirty one to something, and yeah. just you crack that thirty mark again, and you yeah. just you have three or four. Uh, good drive. Hopefully, you have five, six 
big plays again, something that you haven't seen a lot of. Just those kinds of things, so you start to feel like a football team again. Do you think that with Kylan Hill's situation finally done and that closure happening, does was that a distraction, do you think? Do you think that's something that maybe now the team – I'm not saying that's the reason they've played this way. Yeah. But it could be a contributing factor to why maybe they haven't played as well as they could. I would probably say the last week or two it probably hadn't been as much a distraction because I feel like it's probably been settled amongst the guys for a lot longer than it's been settled publicly. You know, I, I kind of feel like that probably ever since that Kentucky game that internally it was kind of – you know, maybe it lingered for a week and could have been a distraction like or something. It was hanging over people. Leach is getting asked about it. I don't know if players are getting asked about it on – from us, obviously, but yeah. I'm sure on social media they're like, "What's going on?" People are asking him, "What's going on with Kylan?" And now that it's over, if nothing else, it was a negative situation. It wasn't helping anything. That now that it's over with, you can move forward. Yeah. So, and I mean, even from a, you know, I, does Joquavius Marks and those guys do they have that that kind of shadow hanging over? I mean, he was still on the roster, you know. Up, until, I haven't even checked today. I don't know if they've taken him off the online roster or not um, since he has come out and said he's opted out. I assume they probably have because Schrader and Maiden and those guys that have said they were leaving, that they're gone off of it. So, But you, you kind of wonder if that just provides closure for everyone. And, uh, you know, Jaquavius Marks and, you know, Dylan Johnson, Lee Woods, yeah. they can just kind of – move it, forward. It's our show now. That running back room is interesting now. There's only three guys in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know, besides any walk-ons that I don't know about. But, you know, you talk about Kylan Hill and Kareem Walker are both gone, so – uh, defensively for Mississippi State, I mean, I, this is just an, a Vanderbilt offense that has struggled this year, you know, and that feels like that's sort of an evergreen thing to say. But they have not been able to run the ball incredibly successfully. They've got a true freshman quarterback. Their offensive line is just beat up. E- even if all else fails, you feel like this is not only a week where you can be good on defense; you should be should be able to be dominant on. Defense. Yeah, it feels like it, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, if you're just looking at it from a win loss perspective. You shouldn't need your offense to do much at all. Right. And, and it really does feel like um, Vanderbilt's best chance at getting some offense is having a good defense that picks off a couple of passes and takes it back, which State has been wont to do uh, this year. Uh, that's what you've got to avoid if you're Mississippi State, is you can't hand Vanderbilt points. Uh, unless you have proven that, that you're going to move the ball, which – the last four weeks you hadn't done. You know, State comes out and they're moving the ball down the field, then maybe you can take a few more chances, risks, at, at maybe throwing a pick. But, uh, but yeah, Vandy offensively, gosh, man, I, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but what's what's been their best offensive performance this last week? Yeah, I think you're correct. I think it's it's what they did against uh, – Ole Miss. Against Ole Miss, yeah, that, that, because – and a lot of that is, you know, I think they scored, what, 21 – and I think the last touchdown came deep in garbage time. 12 against uh, uh, Texas A&M. A&M. 7 on LSU, which I mean, that's a huge indictment right there. Uh, 7 on Vanderbilt, and then 21 on Ole Miss. 7 on Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, 7 on South Carolina. Okay. And then 21 on Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. So you can see that if State loses, it's going to be a train wreck. That's why I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think either. it's going to happen. But I mean, it really does feel like you know, if State loses, it would be like seven three. Right. <laughs> you, you said that yesterday, and you're right. I mean, there's Vanderbilt does not have the firepower to put up 
I mean, against LSU's defense, they got seven points. Yeah. State's defense is much better than LSU's, despite what Zach Arnett says. See what he said? Yeah, I saw. Just doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> he is the ultimate eye test guy, I guess. I can't wait to the end of the season if they're still like second. So you think, well, we could have been better, you know. Yeah. Weren't first. Um, but I, yeah, I expect a big day, and I expect a lot of pressure on Seals, the quarterback for Vanderbilt. I, I just feel like MSU's defensive line. I talked to Jeffrey Phelps for the uh, Mississippi Peanut Supply tailgate show uh, this week, and I feel like that group is going to have a big day. Crummity, Kobe Jones, uh, Marquis Spencer, and those guys, they're going to have, have be able to set up some shop uh, in that Vanderbilt backfield and cause a lot of problems for them. And then the secondary, I, I feel like Emmanuel Forbes is a player who seems to get better each and every week. He, he is really showing you that he's going to be the next great Mississippi State cornerback. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. And look, has, has Vandy even proven this year they can throw the ball? Well, they haven't proven they can do anything. So I guess that's probably not a fair question to ask. Um, But yeah, I, I agree with you that, that he's... <sighs> He's been outstanding, uh, but look, man, everybody's been outstanding. I, I can't help but go back to before this year started, and you and I both, maybe even me more so than you. I know you're Mister Negative over there, but uh, I, I thought this defense was going to be trash. I'll be honest oh. with you. Like, well, we all did, and, and that's not an indictment on the guy. I know there's some talent over there, but there's basically zero depth. Yeah. There are. This is the thought process coming in here. Zero depth. The secondary. Gosh, man! Like, wh- who did you trust there? Other than Emerson, really. I mean, maybe, maybe Marcus, Marcus Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, and and I just you know, and we weren't sure about the JUCO guys. You know, with Tyrus Wheat and, and Jordan Davis. You know, yeah, you didn't gonna, know what you had there. And what you had there were two really good players. Yeah. And then you've gotten. They're, they're, first off, I think the, the thing that helps this defense the most is they tackle really well. Not a lot of once they get around you, you t- you tend to not get, get out of there. Yeah, and it was only what a couple years ago State had a huge tackle problem. Ha, ha, yes, and now now that seems to be taken care of. They're a couple just, years ago is probably wrong. That'd have been the twenty eighteen team. So yeah, that's not a twenty sixteen. Yeah, four years ago, the Peter Sermon group. Right. On top of that, they're just they're very fundamentally sound. They're well coached. They're well disciplined. You know, they're 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 they basically have over, they've overachieved, and that's due to coaching, I think. But they also there's talented guys there. And again, when I mentioned I asked Phelps, I was like, you know, coach, MSU has become this factory almost of defensive linemen. Do you have guys you, you you've coached NFL defensive linemen? Do you have guys that you see? And he was like, oh, absolutely. You know, Crumity, Pickering. I think Kobe Jones is playing his way into being drafted. So there's there's a ton of talent in there. It was just going to be a question of it was almost like coal to diamonds. You know, you had to find the right guy, the right amount of pressure. I think Zach Arnett and his staff have done a fantastic. And then you got a guy like Tony Hughes on this staff, yeah. a veteran who's seen everything. That's one guy. I'm, I'm I'm going to try to talk to Tony for the tailgate show on the last week of the season because whatever happens, there's nothing Tony Hughes hasn't seen. Nothing phases that guy. So I'm interested to get get his thoughts. We'll do that the the Missouri game. But yeah, this defense has been a pl- such a pleasant surprise. And it's in such stark contrast to the offense that, you know, we all thought the. My, my thoughts on the offense went from they could be really good to, well, they'll be good enough to put points on the board, you know, a few touchdowns a game. Never in my wildest dreams did it occur to me it was going to be like this. My thoughts on the defense were if they can finish eighth in the SEC, that is a huge it's win. It's a roaring success. And instead, now they're second in the SEC. 
and, you know, they're going to be right there for, for the rest of the year. You, know, you look at Georgia, they play Florida this weekend. Chance for the Gators, you know, they could roll some yards up there. You could wake up on Sunday morning with State you know, playing Vanderbilt as the number one defense again. So we'll see where, where all that takes us. Special teams this week, two things. you got to be a little bit better punting the football. We yeah. talked about that on Monday's yeah. show. And then I want to see Brandon Ruiz kick a field goal yeah. again. Poor guy. I feel like he's in witness protection. We're not seeing that guy anymore. Need to see him out there on the field. Uh, you know, he, he 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 needs to get some opportunities. This if state has opportunities for points, if it's fourth and one from the eight early in the game, just kick the field goal. So this is what we talk about. Even seeing the ball go through the uprights might be enough to break the you know what's ever going on. Yeah. So well, and three may be enough if really you want to just win the game. Really might. Uh, Let's move on into our playmakers. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. The food truck will be up and running all weekend. And, of course, if you're looking to put stuff on the grill, in the pan, in the stew pot this weekend, Welcome Home Beef has a lot of options for you. And, of course, they've got ready-made meals there as well. There's no there's no option that they don't cover for you as far as getting food to you. They'll cook it. They can You can take it home and warm it up, or you can cook your own, your own food with their great beef products, which are the best that money can buy here in Starkville grain-fed, locally-sourced beef. It's processed out there at Mississippi State University, so you're doing business with people who do business with Mississippi State. It's a win-win for everybody. Please give them a call today. Give them your business at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And no matter what's going on with you, I promise you one thing with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Joel, who is your offensive playmaker for this one? I mean, it's Will. Okay. I mean, it's, it, and that's me projecting him as the starting quarterback. Um, I guess if it ends up being KJ, which would shock me, it'd be him. But I, I don't think – my guess is Will gets his first start here. and I mean, he he just has to – he has to look as good as he's looked in some spurts here and there and, and just not make mistakes. You know, he doesn't have to do anything special. I know you were saying earlier in the year. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't have to go out there and look like he's a future, you know, first-team All-SEC guy or right. anything. He just has to not make mistakes and move the team down the field methodically or whatever. I mean, just because I mean, at, at this point, when's a lot? I mean, you haven't felt good about anything State has done offensively since LSU. That was it. That was the last time you felt. All he has to do is just make State offensively feel good about itself. Which maybe that is, you know, just what twenty eight. 31 points? Yeah. What, what would it take for you, Brian Haydad, to say, to say you know what, even if it's not great, eh, that given what we've seen, that's okay? Honestly, Vanderbilt, outside of the Texas A&M game, they've given up, 40, they gave up 41 to South Carolina, 41 to LSU, and 54 to Ole Miss. State needs to crack 40 for me to really walk away feeling anything more than that was sort of the bare minimum performance, to be honest. So maybe yeah. my, my standard's a little high there. I don't know. Yeah. But that's where I am. I guess mine is so low right now that I, I – I mean, if State cracked 30, if they crack, if they crack 28, Yeah, I, I'm almost like, well, they at least got to look on the scoreboard at the end of the day and saw that number up there and something that you hadn't done like the last three, four weeks combined. So, But anyway, yeah, it's Will um, because apart from good quarterback play, I, I feel like offensive line-wise – Surely, surely, after looking a little bit better against Alabama, you think, yeah. they're going to have a good game. So I feel like they'll they'll be okay. So it all falls on Will's shoulders yeah. to just have a good day. And it doesn't have to be great, yeah. just solid. 
A guy I've been sort of hard on, and this is the guy I'm going to pick this week, is Osiris Mitchell. He's due for a big game. You know, I know, I know he's a better player than he showed these past few weeks and getting these balls taken away from him. Maybe this is his time to shine again. He had such a great game against LSU, and he's had big games. When State's played bad teams, Osiris Mitchell has been taking advantage of that. And that's, you know, what you should be able to do. So, yeah, give, give me Osiris Mitchell. Put me down for six or seven catches over 100 yards and a touchdown in this game uh, from the big O. Defensively, I'm going to go – I'm going to stay on the defensive line. I'm going to go with Kobe Jones. Um, you know, a lot of buzz around him this week. You know, Mike Leach had some, some high praise for him. Um, you know, startable kid, homecoming game. Uh, feels like there'll be some opportunities for him to, to, to put pressure on the quarterback and maybe get a sack or two this weekend. Um, the defensive line, I think, is going to be the key for Mississippi State defensively. I, I think they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage. I expect big things from the D. I, I, I really think this should be a game where State, more so than the points, I don't see them giving up a lot of points. I, I would be surprised if Vanderbilt gets more than 14, to be totally yeah. honest with you. So, yeah, I, that's going to start on the D line. Give me Kobe Jones for my defensive playmaker. Yeah, I was going to go that route, but I'll just throw the – Throw the other, I guess, veteran leader of the defense with Errol in there. Because, I mean, when you're struggling, when you've lost four in a row, you turn to the guys that you just, you know, your rocks, your foundations. And that's guys like Kobe and guys like Errol. Um, I don't know what to project from a statistical standpoint other than those are the two guys um, between those two that kind of keeps this team up. You know, Errol Thompson and Kobe are two of the guys – that whenever we talk to players this year, let's be honest, we hadn't talked to a ton of them, but those are two guys that stand up there and, and talk to us, win, lose, draw, whatever. Um, those are the guys that if State's going to pull through this stre- tough stretch and start feeling good about themselves, you feel like they're going to step up on Saturday. All right. Who's your X factor? Uh, I mean, it's tough to not go to, go to some of the same guys, um, but I'm going to stick on offense and just go with Jaquavius Marks. Uh, as we said, with with Kylan officially being out of the picture now, I mean, Marks is basically the guy that you look at as the running back of the future of this program. It's his show now. Um, it's your first game where you're going to literally be at the top of the depth chart because last week at Alabama, for whatever reason, the, the depth chart at Mississippi State – provided the media still had Kylan Hill at the top of it. I'm going to say he won't be this week. It'll be Jaquavius Marks sitting at the top finally, and he'll probably be there for at least the next three years. And so, hey, home game against a team you should beat, homecoming, it'd be a, be a uh, pretty good time to go ahead and make a name for yourself. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that one. Uh, for me... <sighs> The first guy that comes to mind is is going to be Marks as well. So I feel like I should go another way. Maybe I should go, you know, they've been running a little two back here and there. Lee Witherspoon last week made a couple of catches and, and looked like, you know, he, he's going to be a part of this offense. And and you got to think he's hungry, right? He hasn't had much opportunity all this year. What little bit of opportunity he gets, he, he's a big play guy. I mean, look at his high school stats. We've all seen them there. They're crazy video game numbers. He's a guy who can take a short gain and turn it into a long play. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and give me Lee Witherspoon as my X Factor this weekend. What do you got for the prediction, my friend? I, I can't. We haven't had a sparkling track record at, at predicting. Although, I will say, the last two weeks, 
I've done darn good. I predicted 28-14 A&M over Mississippi State, and the final score was 28-14 A&M over Mississippi State. Last week, I predicted 41-7 Alabama. It was 41-0. So I've been kind of right on the last few weeks. Let's see if I can make it three weeks in a row of of pretty good predictions. I think State's going to move the football. I don't think you're going to. I could be wrong, but I, I can't foresee them going from what we've seen the last few weeks to doing what you said earlier and cracking 40 kind of deal. I can't see that happening. Maybe maybe it does, and then you really do start to feel good about yourself. But, I mean, I I could see them, I could see them cracking 30 because I, I just don't have any trust that Vandy's good, and I think State is motivated to finally put up some points, man. So I'll say 31 mm-hmm. for Mississippi State. Vandy's not going to do much on that defense, but I'll give them some. Uh, it's tough to shut anybody out. We'll go 31-7 Mississippi State. All right. Uh, I'm going to go around that that area myself. I, I think MSU – I think seven seems about right, to be totally honest with you. I mean, that's – Ole Miss's defense is bad, so them giving up 21 is not that surprising there. And it's, it's LSU only gave up seven. I can't, I can't talk myself into giving up much more than that. So – Let's say let's put another ten points on there for Mississippi State. I really do think they will they will get things going this weekend and, and have a good game and at least give themselves the confidence to go into next weekend with Auburn and feel like they if they can do some things they can win. So forty one seven is my final score prediction. Mississippi State takes the win. I'm right there at the over under too, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, this may be a different prediction. Just go ahead and give you guys a heads up uh, on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi later today. Because for my sports talk picks, if you've been keeping up, I have been putrid in those picks. So I am changing it up completely. My youngest daughter, Emily, is making my picks today. She will also give her reasoning. I don't know what she's going to pick yet for this game. So we'll just have to see uh, when that time comes. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're coming to Starkville, be safe in your travels. And we will hopefully see you on campus. Otherwise, we'll talk to you again probably Sunday afternoon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.